0: <laughs> Angela Bassett did the thing
1: <laughs> oh my god and people online were like why does it look like she's being electrocuted while she says that <laughs> <in> line
0: <laughs> so bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you do you do you know how to do the impression of it?
2: And all of us that did the thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Lee, you were all of us. <laughs> like, what does it mean? I <laughs> know. I said, okay,
2: whatever that means. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, yeah, we'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> how have you been in recent weeks we did take oh my a break gosh, it's, been
2: a, yeah, it's um, been a minute I've been well my skin is actually looking good these days
1: it does look good um, like... thank you
2: <laughs> I did my hair uh this weekend and Whoa. it really made me feel good about myself but I feel like I kind of sweated it all out again at so. yoga No, I did it after yoga, but I just have been sweating a lot. I was like sweating a lot on Saturday because I was walking everywhere. And I don't know. I just, I feel like it's, and I sweat a lot when I sleep. So that's also a problem.
1: Thank you for the information. I'm
2: a really sweaty girl. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Are you ready for Thursday? Thursday we're going to get a random almost 80 degree day on Thursday. You didn't hear oh, about this. I
2: didn't know that. No, I did hear about this. I'm like concerned. No, I'm but... pumped.
1: It's actually perfect timing. Cause I'm taking Sasha over to my mom's cause oh, I'm watching fine. Sasha, but like she's, her mental illness is multiplied by like 10 when I'm at Nick's place. And I really don't want to deal with that. And I have PTSD from the last time I watched her. So I thought, oh you know, she is happy when she's at mom's because there's other dogs and she can run around in a yard and I, I'm due to go see her. So why don't I just combine the two? And so I get to drive over to the Eastern shore when it's 75 degrees and it's going to be so nice. Going to have the windows down. It's going to be, be great. Great. Yeah. But I'm glad Wonderful. you're doing well. I'm How are you doing? doing? well. Yeah, I can't really think of any particular updates. Um, oh, Eli just heard a weird noise.
2: Sorry, I wanted to make sure my door was locked.
1: You thought someone was going to enter your apartment
2: no there was like a loud noise outside and i was like uh what the fuck was that and i just want to make sure my door was locked because (laughs) if it was some psycho i didn't want someone coming into my apartment could you
1: imagine if someone just walked in hey i'm recording this so i would have the audio evidence at least
2: yeah i was gonna say i feel like i've seen that happen to people before like i there was this youtuber i used to watch and this like lady while she was like recording her youtube video walked into her apartment and was like oh my god i'm so sorry oh my god she was like this is the second time she's done that people in the comments were like dude That's not an accident. Like she knows, she knows where like, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird.
1: Well, if it does happen, just be sure to loudly describe their appearance so that we have that on the audio Um, (laughs) or turn the camera towards them and then I'll take a screenshot. Okay. (laughs) I know that might be hard to think about when you're potentially under attack, but
2: I'll try my best. Okay. Yeah. Think on my feet.
1: Let's stop talking about this dark subject. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's move on to our topics. Uh, yes, are all of your stories from the last week? Or are you doing some catch up from when we were gone? Because I think all of mine are from the last week, maybe like ten days. I don't know.
2: Um, I feel like they're all pretty recent. The only thing that's not recent is from the Super
1: Bowl. But oh yeah 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 okay uh,
2: yeah 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 yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so getting <laughs> into it, have you heard about this Don Lemon fiasco?
2: I haven't actually. Actually, I saw saw a headline about it, but I haven't actually heard the details.
1: Okay, well, I'll give background. So Don Lemon last Thursday was on CNN this morning, which is like their morning show. And he he was discussing with the panel, uh, Nikki Haley's announcement that she's running for president in 2024. For those of you who don't know Nikki Haley, she is, I believe currently, or was the governor of South Carolina, And she also worked in the Trump administration. So she's a Republican. Uh, And so they were discussing this. And she made a comment that there should be a mental competency test for any politician over the age of 75. And just to note, of course, Joe Biden and Trump are both over the age of 75. Honestly, she's kind of real for that. (laughs) Because I agree. Preach, sis. Um, So they were discussing this. And Don Lemon was a little miffed. And he said, well, it's interesting that Nikki Haley says this because she's not in her prime. Nikki Haley is 51. Uh, and this is his direct quote. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. I'm sorry. A woman is considered to be in their prime in their 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. If you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s and 40s.
2: I'm sure he's Google um, that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that was that was the controversial remarks. And he's he was taken off air for a few days. Apparently, he's going to be back. <laughs> um later this week and now i just saw a story today that the ceo of cnn chris lich made a a staff memo that went out last night um (laughs) and this is what the memo said it basically was like oh friendly reminder (laughs) (laughs) no it's like you know
2: when you fuck up at work and then they send a friendly reminder email to everybody and you're like oh
1: yeah um so It said in the memo, he's going to be returning to the show this week. And then it also said that uh, he's going to participate in, quote, formal training before his return. Uh, I don't know what that means, sensitivity training. Led by who? Yeah. So I wanted to talk about this for a couple of reasons. So first of all, I feel like if Don Lemon just said person instead of woman, like if he was saying a person is in their prime in their 20s, 30s, 40s, I feel like this kind of would have been a slay. Because he's, I feel like the sentiment is there. He's piggybacking off of what she's saying and basically saying that like, hey, if you wanna say that some politicians are too old, you're participating in the issue because being over 50, I think is still pretty old around the average age of our politicians. And as you and I have discussed, that's a big issue. We need more people in office that are in their late 20s, in their 30s. in their prime. Yeah. But the issue arises because he said woman and he said it more than once. He said a woman is not in her prime a woman, but, and that comes across as very misogynist. <laughs>
2: well, it's so like, not necessarily just comes across, but it's like, yeah, he could have said person, but instead he deliberately chose to say woman Yeah, or or, or I mean, it was an instinct to say woman. And I feel like that just says everything it needs to.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it makes it kind of uncomfortable. And I'm not I'm not a fan of Nikki Haley. Do I think she's a monster? No, but let it be known, she's an absolute hypocrite like most Republicans because she criticized Donald Trump heavily in 2016 during the primaries, but then went on to work for him in his administration. So money talks. <laughs> um, and also the main thing that pisses me off about this is of course, if you look this up on YouTube, the Fox News hosts are going off about this and it's because oh, no. like we've discussed if you give a fox news host an inch they'll make it into it a mile take a mile and it is the most ironic thing ever because the shit that fox news hosts say on the daily let alone like once in their career like don lemon has <laughs> is ridiculous so the fact that they're getting clicks and viewership out of making this into a mountain out of a molehill I hate it. (laughs) I hate it. So do I wish he didn't say what he said? Yes. But everything that's happened in the wake of it, I'm like, okay, guys.
2: (laughs) Let's calm down. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then, of course, uh, CNN is now um, it's being slowly transformed into more of a centrist outlet or even like right leaning because of its owners. Of course, they're controlled by Warner Brothers Discovery And the new CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery is Republican. Mm -hmm. So part of me thinks that's also playing into this with the whole like training and like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, dude. Like like I said, I don't think, I think it was inappropriate that he said that, but just we take things up such a notch, especially when you're in the public eye.
2: Mm -hmm. It's just a lot. You really (laughs) have to think before you speak.
1: Yeah. Yes. Okay. So speaking of Fox News, a story came out this week, and this is the type of thing where it's like, if you pay attention to news, if you read the news or anything, this is probably not a shock to you at all, but it was a shocker to everyday Americans who I guess maybe don't read the news. Um, So there's a lawsuit going on right now between Dominion and Fox News. For those of you who don't know what Dominion is, they are a voting booth company. And they're suing Fox News because of all the claims they made regarding the 2020 election that there was widespread fraud and they directly linked it to the Dominion machines. So they filed this lawsuit in March of 2021 saying that Fox News recklessly disregarded the truth, pushed pro Donald Trump conspiracy theories about their technology, um, blah, blah, blah. And of course, Fox News has denied these claims and said that it's proud of its 2020 election coverage, which is interesting because of stuff coming <laughs> out this week. Um, and so, these messages were included in a legal filing that were, that are a part of this lawsuit, which, by the way, is 1.6 billion dollars. Oh, I hope Fox News gets slapped for that. Oh my that. god,
2: I was going to say they're going to go down.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we have some messages that shows that Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, and Laura Ingram mocked the lies being pushed by former President Donald Trump and his camp asserting that the election was rigged and false. There's one set of messages um, where Tucker Carlson texted Laura Ingram and said that Sidney Powell, who was an attorney for Trump's campaign, was, quote, lying and that he had caught her doing so. And Laura Ingram responded, Sidney is a complete nut. No one will work with her. Ditto with Ruly Giuliani. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> another very interesting tidbit. The messages also revealed that Rupert Murdoch, who is the chairman of the Fox Corporation, if you don't know, Rupert Murdoch is one of the richest men in the world. He's very old and very conservative. Um, mm-hmm. These messages show that he did not believe Trump's election lies. And he even floated around the idea of having Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, and Laura Ingram appear together <gasps> on a primetime slot. To declare Joe Biden as the rightful winner of the election. Rupert Murdoch considered doing that. That is buck wild to me. And and there was even a direct message where Rupert Murdoch said, this would go a long way to stop the Trump myth that the election was stolen. Ooh. So, I mean duh like i said if you read the news <laughs> duh if you know who fox news is if you know what they're about and if you know the anchors that work for them this is a huge duh like there's no way that these anchors believe it. like they're not alex jones like they're not actual crackpots they're yeah. liars so- and they are in it for the money they lie for a living to a huge portion of the american people and so i really hope that this story actually got to The conservative folks that watch their network because it might help show some of them i'm you know i'm not going to be optimistic and say a lot of them i'm going to say some of them
0: Mm
1: -hmm. see the light in terms of like these people are not on your side mainstream media is not on any of our sides basically because they're corporately funded so yes but this is very fun
2: (laughs) that is hilarious wow I love when they subpoena text messages and stuff like that because it just, ooh, it's so messy.
1: Yeah, and I don't believe that anything has been said on air yet. Like, there's been no response to this. But of it's course. like, what are they going to say? It probably
2: this, is not going to be. This is
1: a legal filing. This is hard evidence. Like, you can't, yeah. I mean, they might try they're probably to say this just is gonna, But <laughs>
2: They're going to hope that this story hasn't reached most of their audience and just hope that they can ignore it until it goes away.
1: <laughs> That's true, which is sad. Anyway, speaking of Tucker Carlson, this is my segue. Mm. By the way, I have a really good theme going for the news section. Mm. The news section theme is news. Like, it's if news. You notice, that was yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So here's my last story. It's about Tucker Carlson. This came out today and I find this a little concerning. <laughs> so our new house speaker, Kevin McCarthy, of course, it took him about 16 times tries uh. to get elected. Um he recently granted Tucker Carlson access to quote all of the U.S. Capitol security footage from January sixth. Mm. Uh, okay, um, so this is after, of course, McCarthy faced a lot of pressure from the right wing to like relitigate the House committee, the 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 committee on the in- insurrection. He's facing a lot of pressure to. Basically, do a turnaround on that because, of course, the Republicans don't like that committee at all. And House, the House selects committees, so now that the Republicans have control of their House, mm-hmm. of course, they're creating committees to look into like um Hunter Biden and basically stuff that doesn't matter to the American people. Um, so this is not great because I kind of don't want to think about what. Tucker Carlson and his team could do with the footage to potentially control the narrative. And of course they've been responsible for a lot of that narrative for the last two years in convincing Republicans and the right that they did nothing wrong, that Trump did nothing wrong. And I wanna read House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries response to this in a letter that went out today. Part of it said the apparent transfer of video footage represents an egregious security breach that endangers the hardworking women and men, I love how we put women first, of the United States Capitol Police who valiantly defended our democracy with their lives at risk on that fateful day. So yeah, I think there's more to come on this. It wasn't a lot of information, but I just think it's a little bit tricky. It's a little bit tricky and a little bit sneaky, and I don't like it. And I wanted to talk about it.
2: No trickery. No trickery.
1: Yeah, and I don't like Tucker Carlson. He's a little sure bit
2: doesn't like trickery either. Maybe
1: that's why she was doing whatever she was doing while you were off camera just now. <laughs> she got really <laughs> she got really heated about these Fox News people. Anyway, that is the end of the news. What you got? Did I just heard, hear,
2: did. Did I, you hear that?
1: I'm pretty sure you. If you are listening, if you strain your ear, I'm pretty sure the mic picked that up. Was that Sherry burping again? <laughs> Remember last time we recorded, she I apparently mean? she did a really big burp, but it, the Belch. mic didn't. The mic did not pick that one up. <gasps> She's upset. She doesn't like that we're talking about her burping. Okay, so
2: <laughs> I'm repeating myself because Sherry was barking and interrupted my really great intro but i was trying to tell like a little story that last week when the Hot 100 charts came out i bookmarked a different story than the one i'm going to share because i thought that that was going to be the headline but actually the headline is even more exciting so last week uh, pink pantherist got her first hot 100 hit over overall um with her song with Ice spice boys a liar part two that came in at number 14 last week. But this week now, Pink Panthers and Ice Spice both got their first top 10 Hot 100 hit because Boys the Liar Part 2 is at number four this week, which is really exciting Queen. for both of them. For yeah. those of
1: you who don't know, Pink Panthers is on track to be my top artist on Spotify this year. <laughs> she was number two last year. Um, I will say, however, don't, don't like, like Part 2. Wow. I like Part 1.
2: Because you don't I like don't ice spice,
1: no. Because and you should agree with this because we've talked about this before. It's one of those quote remixes where it's the same song and they just slap a verse on top of it and it doesn't work. <laughs> it's like the "Say So" remix with Nicki Minaj. <laughs> it just slaps a verse on top of it, and if it's if it's not a good verse, it just doesn't work. And so I'm not yeah. The fan.
2: Well, I will say I feel like that was a thing. You. It's interesting that you used the "Say So" example because I feel like. That was a thing with music that was recorded like during the pandemic. And I feel like I hate to say it. Y'all know I love Lil Nas X's album, Montero, but that album, all the features in that album are kind of similar, where it's like Hmm. there's no like blend between the two artists. It's just like slap a verse in there and that's the feature. And I feel like it's because they had to record those like those songs remotely, like, I feel like, and it's, it, I feel like it's really obvious. This is not really an example. I don't really know why it's like that, but I feel like the example you gave of say, so with Nicki Minaj and like all of Montero um, or at least the songs that have features, it's like really obvious that the the artists were not together when they recorded their part.
1: Well, it's also just really transparent that like, if you slap it onto a song that already exists, that song the original song was not conceived with the verse in mind so it's like in its very nature that it's not going to flow all together unless it's a happy accident so do i enjoy the verse no but am i really happy for both of them particularly pink panthers yes because like i said i love her um You know, and of course, I have such good taste because all the people I love, they start getting popular. I mean, I have such good taste. You guys, like I was I started with Doja Cat and the Amala Days and like Omar and now Pink Panthers. I'm just saying, like, if I start getting into somebody, they're gonna get big, it seems. So, unless this is a one-hit wonder, we'll see.
2: (laughs) Fingers crossed, it's not. Oh my
1: god, my dog agrees. She's just really excited that we're back, okay? She's really happy for us, and she's expressing not, it through words.
2: I'm not happy with the expression. <laughs> so um, I don't know if y'all know this, but a small little indie artist named Rihanna performed at the Super Bowl last week. I don't know if anybody heard that, but... <laughs> anyway, she actually, if you didn't know, didn't get paid for that performance, but... Nobody ever gets paid to do it. Yes. Nobody gets paid. Rihanna didn't get paid, but she surely is reaping the benefits from the performance because following her halftime show, Rihanna has made what Billboard is calling a triumphant return to the Billboard 200. Mm. She is just the seventh act in 50 years to chart five top 50 albums at the same time.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
2: Yeah, that's kind of great. That's kind of like that. I would say that's pretty triumphant.
1: Yeah. The reason why I express suspicion is just because it still flabbergasts me that there's been no new music announcement around this. I don't understand yeah. why she would have done this and not. I can't believe you've done this. Yeah. Like I just, it just doesn't scan to me. Like this is your big platform. Like you could have at least had a new single or something, but whatever. I mean, happy for her.
2: Yeah. And I'm honestly starting to just like not believe like, what seemed to be really like like um what's the word um really credible rumors like i feel like you can't believe anything anymore because there were so many rumors so many theories that seemed legit and none of them played out so i'm like okay whatever. dude
1: music rumors are like the least trustworthy rumors think about really all the are. times remember people saying Oh, Cardi's new album is going to come out in 2021. Oh, my God. His new album is going to come out in 2022. Oh, Cardi's new album. Like, no, it's not happening until it happens. It's not happening. Yeah, (laughs) I know.
2: And I, because I feel like the music industry is like the one industry where an artist could like see that there's a rumor about them. Like Adele, for example, can see that there's a rumor about them and say, okay, I don't want to give this person credibility. And they can just change it like that. Like you can't like back out of a film like that or like, you know, there's like a lot of contractual obligations in other industries where like, you can't do that that easily. Whereas like usually most artists can just be like, "Mm, we'll release it a different day. Then
1: it's also easier than like film TV video games, because there's way less people working on the product where there's less people to minimize the risk of something leaking. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Mm, I don't trust music rumors and I try not to get excited (laughs) about music. I know
2: I'm like, whatever. All right, and then my last story was something that we low key predicted. Billboard finally announced who their 2023 Woman of the Year is, and of course, it is SZA. Hey.
1: Mm-hmm. We did predict this. We totally talked about this happening when we mm-hmm. talked about the what trailblazer, chart topper, hitmaker <laughs> of the whatever the hell those are.
2: I know, yeah, but Woman of the Year, much deserved. We love SZA, and they also announced that. Rosalia is going to be the 2023 producer of the year, which I'm like, she producing? I don't know. Doesn't she, does she produce, produce her own- music? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So good for her. <laughs>
1: oh. I have a question. <laughs> what? I, for some reason, thought that the Chloe Bailey situation was going to be on this outline and it's not. I
2: mean, or is that is too big a topic a to get with- into? I mean, she's making a song with Chris Brown. Like, what is the situation?
1: Well, have you seen like all the, I know that I talk about the discourse annoying me, but have you seen all the discourse about how, like,
2: like how he responded to people posting about him
1: that, but also how these, these managers keep setting up like up and coming like black women. They're typically R and B performers with Chris Brown for some reason, like her. Yeah. I don't know. It's just interesting and unfortunate.
2: I mean, fuck Chris Brown. That's all yeah. I have to say.
1: No, fuck that guy. Like, I don't. And of course, the all the men that are that defend this sort of thing, they're the first to point out, like, oh my god, Rihanna forgave him. It's like, uh, oh, it's not but... even about
2: that anymore. It's like on top of doing that, um, he's also There's a laundry like, list. He's colorist. He has. He's like a serial abuser, by the way. He's done this multiple times since then. Yeah. And he's colorist. He's super homophobic. It's just like, there are other things. If you want to defend him for domestic violence, but, you know, ignore all the other things,
1: that just makes you look worse. No, it's shocking to me that he still has a platform and a fan a career. base. career. I know. Yeah. No,
2: really. And I, I get it. He's like, I feel like his situation is like similar to that of Kanye where like, Pre controversy, like, of course, he had the makings of like a like to be one of the greats, but it's like, okay, this is it's gone too far now, like, it's time to just put it to bed.
1: Yeah, that being said, I still would love to see Chloe as a potential Beyonce opener as long as Chris that isn't there. Be <laughs> that would
2: be amazing. I don't think Beyonce would let Chris Brown on the tour.
1: I sure hope not. She would lose her mind if that happened.
2: Oh my god, Beyonce would never. <laughs> and that's all I had for music.
1: righty Entertainment time. So the DGA Awards happened. That's the Director's Guild of America awards. Uh, I believe this was mm, it was sometime last week. And the Daniels won for Best Director for a Film, which is basically their top prize. And this is a really good sign for the Oscars because only mm-hmm. eight times in history have the winners of that DGA Award not gone on to win the Best Director oh. Award at the Oscars. And out of those eight times, only one of those instances have happened in the last 10 years. And that was when Sam Mendes won the DGA Award for 1917, but then Bong Joon-ho won for Parasite at the Oscars. Deserved oh, so because... Uh, That movie's amazing. Yeah. So (laughs) so, I don't know, this just made me happy because of course the Daniels directed everything everywhere all at once. I want that film to take all the awards at the Oscars and the Daniels helmed that film beautifully. So hopefully this is a good sign. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the BAFTAs that also happened. Oh my god. Um, this was the other night, actually. So <laughs> the BAFTAs are the British Academy of Film and Television something, something. They're basically like the British Oscars slash Emmys.
2: I was going to say, isn't it TV too? Yeah.
1: yeah. It's just like the British Entertainment Awards, but it's a big deal, especially if you are like UK talent. Mm-hmm. So the main thing I want to talk about is all four of their acting winners were white. And people have been mm. floating around the hashtag bafta so white of course oh of course Oscar can we, so we get white? a little
2: bit more creative with these like accusatory hashtags come yeah.
1: on yeah we, we're I, better than this I, <laughs> yeah but i i also just wanted to say like hashtag bafta's ben white because it's the uk it's like, british they, yeah ben white this they're the original colonizers
2: yeah this shouldn't be a big
1: <laughs> surprise <you> <laughs> yeah <laughs> there were a couple of surprises, though, particularly with supporting. So, uh, Barry Kiyogan won instead of Kihoi Kwan, who's been winning literally everything, which is shocking. Does mm-hmm. that spell racism? Maybe. I don't know. It's giving racism. I mean, it, it's it, it's giving racism to me because, uh, like, again, literally won everything else. So, what's your excuse? I'm not seri- saying Barry Kiyogan didn't deserve it for me Ban- but Banshee's it's more so ran.
2: about i feel like with the word season though when people say like oh so you don't think so and so didn't deserve it and it's like no a season is about how you fare against the other folks in your category it's not yeah. really necessarily about your individual performance it's all
1: political yeah pretty much unless someone comes with just like an absolutely impeccable performance well, it's mostly politics on. yeah exactly exactly <laughs> but even he has a story like he didn't act for two decades and now he's back and better like so there's a story attached to that which is political um but anyway so that was wild yeah. and then carrie condon won best supporting actress for banshees into sharon instead of angela bassett more on the thing she did uh in pop culture Yeah, <laughs> um, <he did> not. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, so you're saying angela bassett didn't do the
1: thing she did not do the thing unfortunately no um also I don't think she was there to witness that incredible line from Ariana Debose. I don't like, think where she was. She go? No, I don't think she was at the ceremony. I don't think.
2: But I saw a picture of her and Viola Davis together.
1: Oh, maybe I'm delusional.
2: She was wearing this purple dress.
1: Okay, work. I'm wrong. <laughs> um, Ooh, love to hear you say that. You know, you know what? I might <laughs> be thinking this. You know, why I might be thinking this, and this is probably the fault of. The whoever directed the telecast, but it's because they didn't cut to her, they cut to many people reacting to that performance, and they did not cut to her, and they really Bruh. should have. They so should maybe have. She, maybe she was in the bathroom or something. <laughs> I don't know. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, I think anyway.
2: she was spared. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move on. So, something that applies to you, and I'm curious at your thoughts. We kind of texted about this, but uh, we got a new trailer question mark for The Little Mermaid last week. It's really just a TV spot. It's a, like 30 seconds. And the T on this is that this is supposed to be a Super Bowl spot along with a bunch of other spots for big movies. And then it was cut last minute, presumably because of Halle Bailey's boyfriend drama. Okay. I don't, actually... I don't know
2: though, because like Someone was like DMing her either on Twitter or Instagram asking, like, are we getting the trailer during the Super Bowl? Like a few days before the Super Bowl. And she messaged him and said, No, that's not true.
1: So I don't know. But like, what else is she gonna say? This is Disney what talent. Like for I don't know, dude. I I I'm not saying I have any hard evidence. Obviously, I'm not in the industry, but I believe the rumors that it was delayed because of her boyfriend drama do you could do you think you could quickly summarize like what went on because i don't think i could
2: i genuinely don't even know what happened basically, like what, i mean her, i know he like no you say it, you say it. i don't her really know her boyfriend's
1: like going. some stuff came out that he's a shit person basically and she's i guess like r- really defensive of him
2: because mm, i think people have accused him of cheating on her too in the past
1: yeah, she needs to just break yeah. up with him <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but like, yeah. So I don't Revives. know. I believe those rumors because it is kind of weird that because here's the thing: it came out like like four days after the Super Bowl, which is really soon afterward. Right, and it's it's weird that it's only thirty seconds and not a full like it. It one hundred percent was for the Super Bowl. It was because, made to
2: be the TV. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So because why would they? All we've had before that was a teaser trailer with like eight shots in it.
2: I will say my only other theory is that they weren't anticipating that like 100th anniversary video to either to be like ready in time or to like have that for the Super Bowl. And when they got it for the Super Bowl, they were like, no, let's put this in. This is more like this is the bigger thing.
1: I don't know. That's what
2: replaced it. I'm assuming they showed that 100th anniversary video montage or whatever.
1: I don't know. I just think it's really weird. Dare I say fishy? um because oh my god this whole this whole marketing campaign so far has been really missing the mark for me because presumably this is supposed to be like a really big film um disney live action remakes particularly of the renaissance titles from the late 80s and 90s have grossed shit loads of money like the lion king 2019 made over a billion dollars so i think this is set up to do the same and yet, again, we are three months out. We do not have a full trailer yet. Period. Yeah, that's kind of crazy to me. And and it for me, it would have made the most sense because you know how studios love to put big trailers in front of other films that like kind of make sense. Yeah. Why didn't they have a trailer ready for Avatar like that? It's called The Way of Water. It takes place a lot of it in the water. Little Mermaid, Disney film. Hello. And so I, I thought that was weird that they didn't have one ready. And now it's over two months later and we just got a 30 second spot, which let's be honest, I want to know what you think, but it kind of looks like shit. Like the CGI looks kind of bad. The effects in general look not good.
2: I mean, and I was like a little concerned about that in the first place. Cause I feel like it's really hard to do like fully like to do underwater movies. Yeah. Um, Oh gosh. I feel like there was one shot in particular that I was like, Ooh,
1: it's I a shot of her like going is. up to the Blowfish. Looks green screen in the house down. It looks so bad. <laughs> the one that's on this thumbnail for the story, Maybe. I like. that shot well, does not look see. great. It does not look great. Ooh, yeah, no. Yeah. I will
2: say, I totally <laughs> forgot that Simone Ashley from Bridgerton is going to be one of her sisters, oh. and they had like a really quick shot of like all the sisters. I'm excited to like see those scenes i guess i don't
1: know yeah <laughs> no like i want this to, i'm i have really no interest in seeing this i don't like their trend of live action remakes but i want this to go well for you because i know how special this movie is to you the little
2: mermaid is literally my favorite princess movie you guys i was so annoying as a kid i fucking <laughs> my 16th birthday with the little mermaid the 16th <laughs> birthday with the little mermaid <laughs> and now that yeah like Billy is playing the little mermaid i'm like oh, what this is amazing but yeah, yeah I, wish I don't they want them to fuck it up. i wish they would put more effort honestly it's it's really giving racism and i'm getting <laughs> fucking fed up with Lizzie doing this <laughs> like they make these groundbreaking movies and they don't promote them at all like that movie you saw what is it even called strange world yeah like they have all these like amazingly like really nicely thought out characters like great stories very like diverse like actually diverse you know mm-hmm. things that we want to see and they don't promote them and then they'll be like see what happens we, we, we yeah. like people it's
1: like ugh, they make God. the effort creatively and then they don't back up those decisions and support it with marketing dollars right. and it's
2: like i know y'all got money so stop acting like you don't all the yeah. money y'all charging for the theme parks put that somewhere
1: yeah so we'll see what happens and it's like we already know like i'm not a fortune teller but i can tell you right now hallie bailey is going to receive so much racist shit in her dms and her mentions i mean she already just, has just for existing yeah she's going to continue to get that especially when the film is released and disney like i really think it's their responsibility to like back her up and it's kind of like how yeah, they when, cast um, her yeah, remember? Oh, I'm, I'm really sorry. I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but the woman who played the villain in the Obi Wan series was getting a ton of racist hate from like these oh, white yeah. fanboys. And Disney or the Star Wars account like backed her up and released a statement that wasn't perfect. You and I talked about that on the pod. It was like, it was kind of corny, but they said something. And it's like, they need to, if that happens, and like you said, it's been happening. So it's going to continue to happen. I think they should do the same. And do it publicly for Halle Bailey's sake. Cause that's your star. Like you need to support her. And unfortunately it doesn't seem like she's being supported with good VFX at the moment.
2: <laughs> Not at all. Also and now there's a car alarm going off. Right Jesus, right? It's a
1: loud night in Noma. It's a
2: horrible <laughs> night for me. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. I think it's stopped now. Okay. Jesus. I'm like, what can I have? Can I have a day please? <laughs>
1: Uh, lastly the last thing i want to touch on about this is it's all but confirmed that the fish in this movie are going to be lifelike so she's going to be singing to a lobster like an <sighs> actual lobster and flounder is going to be a but fish. it's like <laughs>
2: i know and that's the thing it's like how <laughs> and that's again why i feel like they really don't need to keep doing these live action remakes like so happy to see you know the little mermaid again so happy that it's hallie bailey but at the end of the day this movie is very difficult to do live action without it looking corny and yeah i'm like this is gonna be so corny (laughs) you know what i don't understand they
1: do like remake them but like why aren't you remaking them in in 3d animation like just do animation still but a different style
2: please and it would probably cost
1: less actually i don't know dude (laughs) we'll see how it shakes out Mm -hmm. um My last entertainment story is about our favorite pal, J.K. Rowling.
2: (laughs) that bitch.
1: (laughs) So she, (laughs) there's this podcast that's going on right now called The Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling. And no, I did not do further research on this to find out what the angle of this podcast is. But I'm assuming it's not a good angle because J.K. Rowling was speaking on the podcast, which means she felt comfortable going on it. So I'm assuming it's a pro J.K. Rowling podcast. (gasps) Um, so she was saying on an episode of this podcast that she never meant to upset anyone. She oh, you didn't? <laughs> she doesn't know why her comments have been seen as antagonistic towards trans women, and that um, you're
2: joking. She did not.
1: She, she did, did not yeah. say that. No, she did. She li-
2: yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, I'm.
1: <laughs> and when she was asked about uh, how the reaction from fans has potentially ruined her legacy she said that people who expressed those sent- sentiments could not have misunderstand me more profoundly okay and then I- say you're not
2: transphobic
1: <laughs> no i know and now i have a direct quote which is absolutely eye-roll inducing <clears throat> she said i do not walk around my house thinking about my legacy you know what a pompous way to live your life walking around thinking what will my legacy be whatever i'll be dead i don't care about now i don't i care about the living." girl what? (laughs) She basically said and I'm gonna I'ma keep being a transphobe. Fuck your thoughts. Um, I don't care what you think about me. When I die, I'll be dead. So keep on saying what you're saying. And that is just a horrible take. (laughs) That is a horrible take. Oh my god. So
2: embarrassing. She just like is humiliating
1: herself. No, I know. And and so we I already talked about how it's this title of the podcast is questionable. Like it's being a little bit dramatic and also it's giving like oh, it's so dramatic
2: that's the thing people say these like insanely hateful things and she does target trans people literally oh, directly targets trans people on twitter there's no doubt about it and then it's like we oh got the witch trial like they act like oh my, they're being yeah. like per- oh my god it's ridiculous and
1: I guess maybe whoever's producing this podcast thought it would be cute because like witch wizard witch. Her, her <laughs> Yeah, but but another thing. Apparently, this podcast is hosted by a former member of the Westboro Baptist Church.
2: <laughs> so wait, that onion article was like not that far off.
1: What is the onion article? The one again? that
2: I sent you that said um J- uh, J.K. Rowling has bigoted so much that now the church thinks that it's okay for kids to read about. Oh witchcraft. yeah,
1: oh yeah, that, <laughs> that was funny. He's bigoted so
2: works. hard. The church is like, okay, you can come to our side now. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, that was funny. Mm. Wow. So anyway, uh, more on the wizarding world later, I think. Oh, wink, yeah, wink. I guess
2: so. Wink, <laughs> wink, wink. Wink. Yeah. Wink.
1: Okay, okay. Um, it's time for pop culture.
2: Ooh, okay, finally. I can't tell you. So I posted this story on my Instagram when it actually happened. And I got so many DMs from people being like, oh, my God. Yes, thank you for keeping me informed. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you guys, fine, I'll talk about it. <laughs> okay, so apparently Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly might have broken up. <laughs> okay, let me let me lay down the story. So speculation that the engaged couple ended their 3-year relationship began last week after Megan posted a series of selfies with the caption from Beyoncé's Lemonade. Ooh. She said, you can taste the dishonesty. It's all over your breath. And then she deleted all the photos of MGK on her Instagram and she started following just Harry Styles, Timothy Chalamet, and Eminem, who MGK famously has beef with. <laughs> and so that was interesting. And then someone commented on her post and suggested that MGK, quote, got with Sophie Lloyd, who's his guitarist. And Megan replied, Maybe I got with Sophie. Oh. And then Sophie later denied these claims and Megan deleted her Instagram.
1: Like the whole thing? <laughs> the whole thing. Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: Now Megan has returned to Instagram. She's not following anybody and she just has one post, which I'm going to read to you. Um, oh, Wait, where is it? <gasps> is it gone? Oh, here it is. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. She has just one post and it's a statement that's like clarifying. That nobody has interfered with the relationship, but let me read the whole. Let me read the whole thing to you. Hold on, okay. She said it's one of those notes app um, posts. By the way, oh it's the like, famous yeah notes the app famous post. notes app. Oh, yeah, my
1: god.
2: <laughs> she said there has been no third party interference in this relationship of any kind. That includes, but is not limited to <laughs> dot 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 actual humans, DMs, AI bots, or
1: AI oh, I don't know. bots,
2: AI bots, or succubus demons. What does that mean?
1: Uh, maybe she's trying to be funny. A I succubus demon is like it's like demons that take the form of like a hot demon lady, basically. <laughs>
2: like jennifer's body
1: wait you're that was a jennifer's body reference that's oh cute God, actually I that was funny her.
2: i love okay go watch jennifer's body well yeah, wait i'm minor. not da- yet. Yeah, oh my gosh please watch jennifer's body i saw that movie for the first time like a year ago and it like changed my. it is life. like horror
1: through the female gaze and i just wish there were more movies like it it's great and it came out in like yeah. 2009 it was kind of, ahead of its it time. was
2: really ahead of its time yeah, yeah. Okay. And then the rest of this post says, while I do hate to rob you of running random baseless news stories that would have gotten, that would have been much more accurately written by chat GPT. (laughs) we need to let this story die and leave all of these innocent people alone. Now prayer hand emojis and a purple heart emoji.
1: Hmm. I guess that blood oath didn't work out for them. Didn't they like drink each other's blood or something?
2: Well, apparently they've been spotted outside of like marriage counselor offices and things like that. So maybe they're trying to work it out. I don't know what the fuck happened, but he must have really pissed her off. Because right before this, <laughs> like a day before this whole all thing started, she was like praising him mm. at what awards? Was it the Grammys? Or maybe it was the Brits. I don't know. It was, they were like at an award ceremony together. And she was talking about how much she loves her man and how he's so <laughs> mature and graceful and blah, blah, blah um and then she started posting lemonade lyrics no like
1: quoting lemonade is like the death knell. (laughs) come on (laughs) no but like didn't they we talked about this on the pod didn't they like drink each other's blood when they first i think they did yeah they did something something. like that they were being wild they're obsessed Uh, with each other's blood i don't know
2: (laughs) okay um another like really small story that you might have missed um that small indie artist that i talked about earlier rihanna is <laughs> pregnant like, what with her second about? child and she <laughs> she revealed at the super bowl halftime performance which i feel like it's kind of funny that her like her people had to like confirm because everybody was like not sure if they were like being overly judgmental of her postpartum body because it is like it's real soon after the first one but yeah Apparently that's like the time to get pregnant, is like right after you had your first kid. So
1: I almost wish that she her. didn't. Oh, oh, I'm telling a weird line here because I don't want to tell a woman to like hide her pregnancy. But I almost ah! wish I almost wish that she didn't do that during her halftime performance. Because in my view, all that kind of drowned out the actual performance. And it was like annoying to me because Like, I guess in a sense, we didn't know if it was just like postpartum body or another baby. And so everyone was like, like, again, we live in a world where like it's very hard to post something unique these days. And so when you have millions of people on Twitter and Instagram asking, oh my God, Twitter was literally
2: Twitter literally crashed during the performance. Like, I was trying to see on Twitter if people were saying that and I couldn't even refresh my feed.
1: Yeah. But see, you're probably going to call me a party pooper, but like to me, that's tired. Like, I I feel like I couldn't enjoy the performance because all the noise was like, is she pregnant? And it's like the performance was actually kind of incredible. And I feel like that got lost with all the gossip. I don't know. And and I'm just thinking like Rihanna probably did the performance not to announce a pregnancy to do the halftime performance. That's why she was there.
2: Well, I don't think, yeah, I don't think she did the halftime performance with the intention of announcing her pregnancy, but I feel like she clearly wanted it to be part of that because like she looking back it was like okay she was like holding her belly even like because i was like i'm pretty sure she has to be pregnant just because of the way she was like wearing her clothes like she had her belt on like below her belly which i feel like people don't do unless you're like trying to show unless you're pregnant like one you don't want to restrict your your pregnancy bump and two like you want people to be able to see that it's like a baby bump and she had her jacket open so i was like she's clearly trying to do something
1: yeah it just was annoying to me on social media.
2: <laughs> breaking news: Rihanna's pregnancy is annoying to Zach.
1: No, oh my god, no! Breaking news: people are annoying to Zach.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, that's not breaking news. <laughs> okay, so um, the next story. <laughs> the next story is actually quite interesting. I was not. I did not have this on my uh, twenty twenty three apocalypse bingo card. Apparently, Kendall Jenner and Bad Bunny are, quote, unquote, hanging out and, quote, having fun, end quote. Let me tell you about this. It's really nothing, but um, (laughs) I think it's funny that this has become, like, kind of a big story in, like, the pop culture verse because of a Dumois blind item that was posted, I think, last week where somebody said, this single famous model sister was seen playing tonsil tennis with bad bunny at a private LA club last night. Word is he is in an open relationship. And obviously everybody immediately figured out that it was about Kendall Jenner. Um, And now uh, I'm going to say in air quotes, sources are telling Buzzfeed (laughs) that the two have been hanging out since bad bunny recently moved to LA. So We'll see. I feel like Bad Bunny is also one of those people that has a very like elusive relationship status. Like once you think you know, you're like, oh, I I don't know. <laughs> um. So I don't I don't really know what's going on. He's living his best life, so good for him, I guess.
1: Dude, I don't know. I feel like anyone in the entertainment industry who's mm, under thirty these days <laughs> don't like, with the exception of Tom and Zendaya. Don't Um, pretend like they're going to be together for longer than like, Oh no. Or less. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Right. I feel like maybe this this is probably, yeah, something where they're just having fun, which is fine. I mean, who doesn't love messing around with their neighbor? Uh, Okay. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Oh my God.
2: Next is the story that we have been uh, previewing. Up until <laughs> I'm really excited. Sorry. Okay, but first, I'm not going to get to the, the thing right away. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the Carrie Mulligan story. Uh,
1: okay. That's humiliating.
2: <laughs> okay, my headline on our outline was just the BAFTAs were so awkward. Like, they what were- the hell? Like, what's going on? <laughs> The first, this isn't the first awkward thing that happened. This is the second, but I want to talk about this first because it's less funny than the other one. Okay. So Carrie Mulligan was mistakenly announced as the winner for Best Supporting Actress at the BAFTAs. Um, How did this happen, might you ask? Well, this happened because Carrie Mulligan was nominated for her performance and She Said, and Carrie with a K, Condon, was also nominated for her performance of Banshees of Vincearin. And I guess what happened was last year's best supporting actor winner, Troy Cot how did you say his name? How do you say his name Cotzer? Hotser. yeah.
1: He also um signed the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Or was it oh, another that's cool. was it another American song? It was one of those.
2: I didn't watch that part of the Super Bowl. But.
1: Oh wow. Okay. So you didn't watch Charlie Ralph's performance either? Because it was right I after actually,
2: that. Actually, I well, I yeah, I didn't I got there after that. Oh, I right know okay. I'm horrible So person.
1: it's giving minority erasure. I bet you were there for the white man's performance.
2: I only care about erasing minorities from history, <laughs> past, present, and future. Okay. <laughs> um, so Troy Kotzer was um presenting the award. In sign language and the interpreter was like interpreting what he was saying and it was the interpreter that incorrectly announced the winner she said carrie mulligan and then she quickly tried to be like oh no <laughs> so bad.
1: Yeah, that's so bad and then she like
2: cut herself and was like no uh um carrie Con carrie <laughs> and then it was just very awkward and then i guess we talked about this apparently the bafta's delay is 30 minutes So they, like, completely cut that, like, snafu out of the broadcast, but it was even more awkward that they did that because people were, like, noticing that everybody was acting weird, like, after that award happened, and, like, there was no explanation as to why until after the fact. So that's, like, really awkward, and they don't know if it was um troy Kotzer that made the error or if it was the interpreter that like just fucked it up i don't know dude.
1: i don't know if it was the interpreter i'm trying to understand what could have happened because she if you fired if she like maybe maybe she saw he was signing carrie and she, in an effort to like for speed purposes get it out i'm like of either carrie i'm sorry i'd love carrie mulligan i think she's great and she said but like she is not the front runner at all. So why would you just assume it's her and not Carrie Conan who's in a tight race for winning? I don't know, but yeah, very uncomfortable. Oh,
2: so awkward. Yeah. Oh, yikes. Okay. Now let's talk about the thing that we've been waiting to talk about.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you've been on the internet at all in the last like 24 hours, you've probably seen that Ariana <laughs> DeVos did the opening performance of, um, from the BAFTAs. Um, in original composition. Like in her- <laughs> she was shouting out all her sisters um, <laughs> that were up for nomination. Oh and I will say this, if you haven't watched it, and you have no idea what we're talking about. I think you need to pause this podcast and Google it because it's truly something that I cannot, like, I can't justify, like I can't do it justice with just my words.
1: It is um, camp. It is actually like high camp.
2: <laughs> and I'm honestly, I'm so glad this happened because I feel like we needed something like this to happen. Like it's been too long since something like this has happened in our society. I agree. And this just. Chef's <laughs> kiss. Also, this happened.
1: You- <laughs> When you mentioned um, her shouting at her sisters, we need to note that the official BAFTA's Twitter account they tweeted out this performance and they said sisters are doing it for themselves, which is campy <laughs> in and of its own, right?
2: <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So this happened. Um, if you haven't watched it, please just take a moment and watch it, even just a clip of it. Uh, please, I'm begging you.
0: <laughs> I think everyone.
2: Needs to hear. <laughs> I mean, history books. Oh God. <laughs> I was gonna say Angela Bassett. Okay, sorry. So part of the performance, uh, like Zach said, original composition included lyrics. So I'm gonna read some of the lyrics. Okay.
1: <laughs> Wait do we do do we think she wrote this or someone wrote it for her?
2: i don't know what would be worse honestly. that's what i want to know
1: again i don't know what's this, worse this is so oscar winning woman she won right an and oscar people were saying
2: year. like honey you want you have an oscar like, you don't
1: have to do this. and she's not british why was she opening the baftas in the first place very
2: random very random
1: um but let me read
2: some of the lyrics that have really captured the the internet by storm Of course, the one that we've been repeating this whole night, she says, Angela Bassett did the thing. Viola Davis is my woman king.
1: But it's how she said it, too. It's how she said it.
2: It's how she said it. (laughs) For this specific line, I feel like Ariana DeBose will forever be, like, an iconic piece of, like, queer culture on the internet.
1: (laughs) Can you do your little impression of it again? Okay.
2: (laughs) Angela Bassett did the thing.
1: (laughs) Oh my god! And people online were like, "Why does it look like she's being electrocuted while she says that line?" and someone said i saw a tiktok about this and i'm pretty sure it was taken down because i added it to my favorites and it's not there anymore (laughs) but (laughs) it's so inappropriate someone someone was basically saying when people were like why was she moving like that when she was saying that (laughs) like it was (laughs) and someone made this tiktok that said Bro, she's clearly paying homage to Angela Bassett's <laughs> character's death in Wakanda Forever because she was, d- d- <laughs> you know, sometimes when people drown, they have like. The Stop drown- it. <laughs> the drowns. <Stop. laughs> You're done. You're done. <laughs> Get I out. Didn- I didn't You're done. TikTok. I Also, that's it- <laughs> a huge
2: spoiler for Wakanda Forever. If you haven't seen Wakanda Forever yet. Oh,
1: sorry. Sorry. Zach, but it. <laughs> it's also like one of the most successful movies of last year so <laughs> sorry but and it's been on disney TikTok, plus for almost a month now yeah, that's on you boo that tiktok had me reeling but it's gone now yeah, so well, she did the thing
2: <laughs> and then people are saying oh. like what <laughs> what the- <laughs> <laughs> Like this is also why I'm like literally who wrote this? The best you could come up with is Angela Bassett did the thing.
1: What it What, what thing? did Angela Bassett Again, do? Tell me. Again, are you first are you referencing her character's death? Like what are you The thing? What thing? <laughs> what oh, thing? No. Like and then
2: And then she Oh, my other lyric I wanted to highlight is yes. going at the end, Jamie Lee, you are all of us. Like what is that? <laughs> mean? Jamie Lee, like, <laughs> yes.
1: What does that mean? <laughs> I, don't know. I think I'm more mystified by that line than the yeah. Angela Bassett because it's like. It, Wait, she- so the
2: Angela Bassett line was about the delivery? <laughs> The Jamie Lee line is truly about like the, the the composition. Like literally what does that mean? Okay, and also
1: the delivery, because like Ariana, she pumped a fist in the air when she said that. Like Jamie Lee, you are all of us. Like, also, I what? think it's worth
2: noting that she as she was calling out all these actresses, they were like showing their oh, faces the on reaction TV. shots the are
1: so funny are so funny. okay first of all we if have that
2: was me i would have been screaming crying no, and throwing no, no we need
1: to talk about okay excuse us for talking about this for like 20 minutes but it's warranted um the reaction shots are part of what makes it so camp because like anna de Armas is he was <laughs> she, like you, she, she, she literally staring. was like, oh <laughs> like she is mystified by what's going on <laughs> um kate blanchett when they first cut to her so ariana between saying viola davis is my woman king and jamie lee were all of us she said kate blanchett you're a no, genius she says,
2: blanchett kate oh <laughs> she wait she kate. did
1: <laughs> girl what <laughs> okay so she said blanchett kate for some reason uh you're a genius and when it first cuts to kate like for half a second you can see she's like what the fuck and then she turns it on and she's like oh yeah this is great um and then there's something so camp about viola davis sitting like three feet from ariana Debose as she's doing the angela bassett line and viola davis is smiling as hard as she can because she knows she's in frame (laughs) oh and daniel deadweiler also kind of gave a look of like
2: Oh my God, her face was so funny. She was not trying to hide it at all. She was like, What? She said, No, pick me out. Take me <laughs> out. Don't put me in there. <laughs> I said, Nikki Minaj, who put this picture of me on Instagram? I didn't tell you how to post it. She was like, Take me out of I didn't tell you how to put me in there.
1: <laughs> Okay, so back to Jamie Lee. um Of course, she would be the one person who's she was really vibing. into it. She, she was, was into vibing. Because she's a hype woman. Um, but yeah, what does what does you are all of us? I'm really trying to think about it because one, she's not; she's an Oscar-nominated wealthy. Yeah, I don't actress. know. I can't relate. Um, me, <laughs> me, I can't relate. Like, are you? She's like woman. Like, you're a woman too. You are all of us. I, I don't know,
2: dude. I, I part of me wants to believe it has something to do with her just being like so quirky, like relatable,
1: like- kind of.
2: Yeah, but it's like.
1: <laughs> and last, we got we got to talk about the look. Like, so not only oh did God. all of this happen, but Ariana DeBose. And again, she was styled, so I don't blame her. I don't blame any of this on her. Like, honestly, she killed it. Um, but she chose to wear, not well, not she, her stylist chose a very. Like, like a pink. A, a bright pink jump jumpsuit. Suit. Bright. Again, camp. And then the hair. It
2: is camp.
1: The hair her, is Karen. I was just going to say, her hair is, yeah, it is. it's the giving strange Karen. highlights. Even the
2: highlights, yeah. <laughs> you know? The highlights are giving Karen, too. Oh, my and God. Of course I just that... saw a screenshot of Amad <laughs> face.
0: She's literally
1: like. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So um, and, of course, that Karen hair was bouncing this way and that when she was doing her little gyrations. Oh with the angela bassett move
2: y'all i cannot stress this enough if you have not seen this you need to watch it like i'm not this isn't something you can just conceptualize <laughs> from us telling you about it like you have to watch it for yourself because i can't even i can't even describe it like with words honestly
1: i just saw the anadharma screen grab too oh my god <laughs> okay so wait funny. so
2: there's actually there's a little bit more to the story that i haven't gotten to. oh i'm sorry
1: okay
2: no no no. it's we've this has really been interesting okay <laughs> So now after the performance, Ariana, uh, she deactivated her Twitter account, um, which is kind of it's kind of sad because it's like she probably just got sick of everybody making jokes about her. Yeah. Which I have to say, nobody's like being mean. Like, it's funny. I
1: think it's a laughing with her situation. I really right. do. I don't like, think we're it's not a bullying. at
2: her. We're yeah. laughing. Like you said, this is camp. Like, this is she it. Could, she had to have known that this performance was not going to be like dead ass.
1: Yeah. Like, this is not a <laughs> Fergie national anthem moment. It's it's not. That we were, we were roasting. We were laughing. We at were the Fergie, at and now she doesn't have a career. This is like, we're laughing with you because you gave us this piece of culture. And
2: this is going to, if anything, if Ariana chooses to capitalize on this, this is going to boost her career, okay?
1: No, what I think, sorry, I know you're getting to more info, but what I think she needs to do, which would be such a sleigh. So she's what the oscars do is for the acting categories they bring out the previous year's winner for the opposite gender to announce so she's she's going to be announcing best supporting actor this year
2: right
1: she needs she needs to come out in a pink dress at least at least she needs to come out in a dress with that exact same color and similar hair and i she doesn't even have to say any reference, but if she did that, I think it'd be so funny. That alone, it the would crowd be... would be freaking <laughs> yes. out. Twitter would be freaking out.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hold on. I have to yell at my dog again.
1: <laughs> okay. So there's one more piece to the story. Okay. Right?
2: Yeah. There's one more piece. So she deactivated her Twitter account, but she has since confirmed via Instagram comments that she is in fact enjoying the memes. Okay. Writer and podcast host Evan Ross Katz shared a selection of memes that have been created off like from the performance and he jokingly said in the caption babe wake up Angela Bassett did the thing and Ariana (laughs) herself acknowledged the post and commented honestly I love this so good she's not mad I don't know why I'm sure she just deactivated her Twitter account because she got sick of all the mentions but
1: (laughs) (laughs) you can't turn those off
2: you all blowing up her feed. I I mean, I think you can like turn off the notifications, of oh. course, but like I think if she opens her account like it's still going to be like hey, all these people are talking about you.
1: Oh, I see. Huh. Well, we love you, Ariana. Thank you from <sighs> the bottom of our hearts for doing this. Honestly, this, this is going to keep us
2: fed. This is going to keep us fed for a little bit.
1: <laughs> I have laughed more tonight than I have in the last week combined because Every
2: this. time I, this comes up on my feed in the the tweets you guys <laughs> Honestly, you know what I did yesterday? I just went on Twitter and searched Angela Bassett did the thing. And <laughs> I can't even begin to d- d- describe the 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 laughter that I had
1: from reading all of
0: those
1: <laughs> you know, it it is a shame that the Oscars do have the opposite gender announce because if...
2: imagine her having to say Angela Bassett did the you... thing
1: yes for real exactly. like dead ass. Like, if she was doing best supporting actress i still think angela bassett's gonna win at the oscar that would have been oh. so iconic if ariana devos said her name like you are the winner and then they were on stage together <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> why'd you oh, say right. oh you didn't think i was supportive of angela bassett
2: No, I didn't think you were actually genuinely would think that she's going to win the Oscar. I mean, we were super confident she would be nominated at least, but I didn't have, I think that was the first time I heard you say you think that she's going to win.
1: It's going to be between her and Carrie Condon. And I think she has the edge up because, again, it's like a legacy award. She's getting old. She's only been nominated like twice.
2: She's getting old.
1: In the eyes of Hollywood, yes, she is. Um that being said, obviously I would love for Stephanie Shue to win, but she's not.
2: You guys he's not gonna win. Oh my god, not win. <laughs> it's time to bring that back. He's
1: not gonna win. I would love for Stephanie Shue to win, but she's not. Oh you know what? I'm over this. Can we is it is a medium moment time? <laughs> Fine. It's time. For the media moment. Okay, you are going first, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Okay, we didn't hear your screams just then. It was too high. Okay, fine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, I just want to preface by saying Zach has been trying to shame me all week for consuming this specific type of media. I really don't understand why. I think he's just jealous that I like to, that I have the ability to find out information on games that he either wants to play or is playing. And I get to the end before he does.
1: All right. If I add a laugh emoji to a text and that makes you feel shameful again, I think that's on you. I don't think it's on me. I'm not, I have not said to you, you should be ashamed for this stupid activity. It's your
2: words, babe. Mm. It's your words.
1: Mm. why don't you tell them?
2: I can't believe you've been doing this. Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, because it's funny that doesn't mean it's shameful you're being dramatic <laughs>
2: okay well anyway i have to say for the last week because it's been like since we talked about this no the last two weeks since we talked about it on the podcast i was like you know what let me like look up We t- so we talked about hogwarts legacy on, on the, the last time we recorded and i was like you know what let me see like if anybody has played this game like streamers on youtube Because we had also talked about me doing this for the Jedi Fallen Order game, which I haven't done yet. So sorry.
1: You should do that next Um, now that this is. I know. I know. I actually
2: I looked to see if this specific YouTuber did it for Fallen Order and he didn't, but I do Mm. I want to do that one next. Um so I was like, let me see if somebody's like played the whole game on YouTube. And there's a lot of people that have actually. And so I just honestly went with the first one that I saw, and it's from the YouTuber Hollow. And he didn't annoy me. So I was like, yeah, I'll keep watching. And this was an 18-part series. And I watched all 18 parts in the last two weeks. How many uh, hours? And this is, they're about an hour each. <laughs> um. So, yes, I've watched a lot of this. But we got through the whole... I say we... You know, it was a journey that I felt I was a part of. <laughs> we We got through the whole game. And wow, you guys... I know we just got finished shitting on JK Rowling, but we did also talk about how she wasn't involved in the creation of this game. And we felt like that they were things added into this game to kind of like spite her a little bit. There's still some controversy about like the storyline, but I actually want to do some more research on that. Cause I don't really understand like how people are making that connection.
1: People. I have a little bit of background on this. So people okay. have accused the storyline of being anti-Semitic. Yeah. Because. And just in general, there's there's been a history of this within Harry Potter lore because the goblins in the universe are, you know, the first time we meet them is in the bank. So they're bankers. They have big noses. They still have like human flesh tones. And so people have equated that to being anti-Semitic because, of course, there's general thinking that like like anti-Semitic remarks are that Jewish people are they control the banks and they're greedy. And so, The Which I could see, I could honestly see that because there's been a precedent of fantasy series using real world allegory and and painting certain groups as like the other and sometimes in an an evildoer way. And so this game, you would know better than I because you've seen the whole game, isn't about like a goblin rebellion so the goblins are the people you're fighting. Yes, it is. So I could see why people are saying that. I guess
2: interesting. Hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, I guess, yeah, that's the controversy. That's the controversy surrounding the game thus far. But aside from that, I will say this game is stunning. Like the attention to detail. There's like also some shots where you're just like away from the castle, away from Hogwarts castle And I mean, like, I'm not going to spoil the storyline, but there are some things that I feel like are obvious. Like at one point you get to unlock like flying on a broom. And once you do that, holy crap, the views, even from the opening sequence. Oh my gosh. The opening sequence is actually, honestly, the opening is almost an hour long, like an hour's worth of gameplay. And it had like within the first five minutes, there's like an incident that literally made my jaw like drop. I was like, like the storyline is really engaging. Um, And the game just looks beautiful. Like the characters that like you can build, I feel like they look really good. Um, And the person that I watched played it on PC. I feel like it might be a little bit more glitchy on Hmm. like an actual console, but on PC it looked really good. Um, The game is beautiful. It's stunning. And there's so much attention to detail. Um, you can like unlock so many cool things. Um, you do get to engage with some of the magical beasts and even the side storylines are like really like the side quests are like really good. There's one in particular with the character, Sebastian, that was like the, even like the guy, Hollow. he was like, this is my favorite storyline, like more than the main storyline. Like it was really good and like really intense and just like. I had some theories about him too, the whole time. I was like, I, this, this motherfucker is sus. And I, let's just say I was correct on my theories. Um, But yeah, like the characters are really like, really well like developed. Um, Oh, and there's, so part of the storyline is that like the main character has to go through like these different trials. And the third trial is, so completely different from the first two it's like jarring but it, it's like it's like animated like a comic book kind of and it is like oh. so cool it's so cool and it's like it comes out of no like it's like you're not expecting it at all like when you're playing it I was like wow it, it's so cool it looks so good um and also the combat in this game is awesome like it does it's look cool, really yeah. fun it's really cool yeah it's one of the reasons why i feel like i would not be able to play this game <laughs> because you have to be like really quick with your reflexes and i just i don't have yeah. that much experience you'll get games stuck now. on
1: lego games okay. I, still, anyway. I still i still need to beat that part for you
2: yeah <clears throat> but um yeah i'm not good with like game combat <laughs> but this game has really cool combat um and it has a really like it has a really it, it's one of those games that has the storyline, but they do have like the open world feature, which is great. Some people on TikTok are abusing the open world feature, <laughs> but um, it it is cool. Like, and there's a lot of like things you can do to explore, explore the castle, explore Hogsmeade. It's really cool. It's really cool.
1: Wow. Yeah, I definitely. So I think I've decided that. I want to get this game pre-owned so that I'm not like directly financially contributing. Oh, that's smart. To the game. And so I'll probably pick it up in about a year or so when I know I can get it for like a year. I, well, cause then I'll probably get it like for like under 30 bucks, which is, uh. I don't like paying more than it's been, honestly, it's been hard since I got my PS five because game prices are generally higher. And before I had my PS five, I would, like unless it was a game i was really anticipating like spider-man or last of us i would never buy a game right when it came out and i wouldn't usually buy a game for more than 20 bucks but with my ps5 it's like i have been paying like 30 or 40 dollars for some games and i've been like oh wow. so yeah i'll well, wait till it's around that price really point really
2: fun it's really no fun. It's, it looks fun you're gonna love it no you're gonna love it it's really cool and i feel like it's like we said like if you're, uh, if you are or were a huge fan of Harry Potter, like this is the perfect game for you, especially because of the like open world aspect of it. It's like you're literally a Hogwarts student, and and you are the main character of the storyline. Yeah. So like it's really like immersive. It's so fun.
1: Cannot wait for when I yeah. eventually play it, and I'm glad That's that great. you have experienced it.
2: Yeah, it hmm. almost like I was getting a little emotional at the end. I'm not gonna lie. Oh. I almost cried when, well, I won't spoil oh,
1: no spoilers. <laughs> well, my media moment, I can't talk about spoilers because it's about something we all know. So <gasps> my media moment is actually a podcast, which I do not believe I've ever made a podcast, my media moment, but I'm going to make it my media moment today. Hmm. It's called will be wild. It is a, 10 part podcast. Originally it was eight parts and then it was expanded upon, and I'll tell you why. Um, and it came out last year. I believe it's a wonder, wondery podcast. I think that's who produces it. I don't know. But anyway, it's called Will Be Wild because it is about the capital insurrection that happened in 2021. Oh, and nice. will be wild is a reference to the tweet that Trump tweeted out, of course, about oh, the rally and it ended with Will Be Wild like it's going to be wild. Um, and this, so I don't typically, I like, when I say I don't typically, I mean, I really rarely listen to podcasts that are like, they have a beginning and an end almost Mm -hmm. like 95% of my podcasts are just weekly serials. You can usually jump in whenever, I don't like true crime podcasts because I don't like true crime. I, you know, I just, I don't really listen to things with a narrative and this is, it's a narrative in the sense that like it's crafting a story, but it is obviously not fictional. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I love it, I think it's very interesting is because of the way it's built. So, like I said, the first run of it was eight parts so eight episodes are about 45 minutes each and then when the hearings are going on they release two more i think those have a kind of a different format i think it's i could be wrong i haven't gotten to them yet i i'm on the last part so i'm on part eight and then parts nine and ten are about the the house committee hearings on the insurrection and i think that's more of like the hosts are just talking to each other about the findings whereas Mm. chapters one through eight are very structured, very well-produced episodes. Like think of it as like documentary episodes, but just audio only. And what they've done here, hold on. I actually, I need to call out, I'm a bad boy for not doing this. I need to call out the bad two- Bad boy. Yeah, the two um, people that are the voices behind these chapters. Um, hold on, I'm pulling it up now. It is Ilya Meretz and Andrea Bernstein. They're the, the two that are doing interviews, that are doing the narration, and they generally switch off. So each of them have about like four chapters. Um, so it starts off very, very small. And we gradually grow and the scale in biggins as we move along. And what I mean by that is what I love about this is it's exploring like how we got to the insurrection, literally person by person. So oh, wow. there are interviews with, like we start off, there's a quick interview with um, like Miss, o, Miss Idaho and she goes to what she thought was going to be a Trump rally in DC with her girlfriends. And then she finds herself in the middle of an insurrection. So that's like, she's really interesting because she's a hardcore Trump person who is an election denier. But then when she's in the middle of this insurrection, she's like terrified. And then she goes home and runs for office and wins because she was inspired by those events to run for office. So that's like a really small story. And then we have this whole episode, I think it was episode five, which was by far the most fascinating. Um, uh, There was one of the masterminds of the three percenters do you know about them that group so for those the three percenters is one of the they're kind of like proud boys adjacent and their name is based on um a militia group like back back like in the 1700s with the idea that like oh three percent of the populace could make great change if they stand up and do something about it So of course, in this context, they're election deniers and white supremacists. So one of the masterminds in that group that helped bring the the insurrection together is Guy Reffitt. And episode five, um, Ilya is just interviewing his family, like his son, his wife, and his daughter. Guy Reffitt is in prison for seven years now. And so throughout the episode, we start off with them, Like he has not been sentenced yet. And at the end he is. And so we get different perspectives from them pre sentencing and post sentencing, really focusing in on Nicole Reffitt, his wife. And she is so interesting because again, she's like this woman, she has her beliefs. She's an election denier. She's one of those like stand by your man type of women. Even when he pointed a gun to her head at one point, But then when he's off in prison and suddenly he's removed from the household, she's starting to think, you know, it's the whole thing of like trying the crown on in the mirror and seeing if she likes the way it fits. And that's so interesting. And then her son is like the progressive that reported his father to the FBI. Ah! And so what what I'm getting at is, you know, it's so easy to vilify the people who were involved in this, really horrific event in history but we're all humans and getting to that humanity and and people's individual stories is so interesting because of course yeah. like people are capable of doing horrible things but it's what led them to do those things that's yeah. where the story is and it's very complex yeah there's another like half an episode uh, dedicated to um the guy who tased a Capitol police officer that basically led to him having a heart attack and was dying on in the tunnel, the tunnel that, you know, president elects take to get inaugurated. There was an officer who almost died in that tunnel because he was being beaten to death by insurrectionists. And so we, we get, it's not an interview. It's like the tapes of the FBI interview from the guy that tased him. And it's like, again, it's just a lot of the Trump base are, young men who are feeling disenfranchised from society and they want to belong so desperately and the trump camp is they're just there and now this guy is going to serve decades in prison because of what he did and so it's kind of a heartbreaking series in that sense and it fosters a lot of like anger and resentment towards trump which we already had of course but it really paints this picture of like this is why none of us not a single one of us regardless of party should worship at the altar of a politician because they don't give a fuck about us and guess what guess what the guy who the guy who believed in trump so much that led him to tase almost kill a capitol police officer he is going to be serving two thousand percent more prison time than trump is that is insane. And I think that's the thesis statement of the series. Again, I have one yeah. I have one chapter left. And, and like I said, it, it grows where it's like episodes six and seven were, were zooming out a little bit. And like the last episode was just about how the protocols that were created in the wake of the Black Lives Matter protests in tw- summer 2020 that Trump and his administration helped craft because of the paranoia about these peaceful protesters in 2020 all the effort that went into crafting those policies were basically abandoned and not used during the inter- insurrection So it's like, what the, what the fuck was that even for? Mm. So it's just a really incredible podcast series to the point where like, I'm going to look up these people and see what else they've worked on so I can yeah. listen to what's next. And of course, it's just a really landmark moment in history with lots of consequences that we still don't, it's still going on. You know, Mm -hmm. there's still consequences happening and information coming out, Um, but it's great. And I've been really enjoying listening to it. which sounds weird because it's a very stressful and not fun topic. Like, it's funny. (sighs) So I had off yesterday because it was um, President's Day. And I took a bath and I was like, what am I going to do? While I'm in the bath. And I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to the insurrection podcast. So I listened to like <laughs> two episodes in the bath and I was really enjoying myself. You were like,
2: ah, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. So big recommend. And maybe I might get into more like and podcasts because of this.
2: That's the power of good media. Yeah. It's great. Yeah.
1: But anyway um Unless you have anything else to say, I think we can bring this oh, to a close.
2: Yeah. Please,
1: please go watch that bafta's performance if you haven't. Oh my god, it's it hysterical. That should be my media moment.
2: Honestly, <laughs> that
0: should have
1: been. <laughs> wait, you know it was almost my media moment.
2: Oh wait, I had something that was almost my media moment too, and I oh totally god. forgot to bring okay. it up.
1: Honorable mentions, honorable mentions. Yes. Okay, um, you go first. Okay so nick and i we were looking for something to watch over the weekend i think it was like saturday night or something i don't know what led us to this we were like mm. gonna watch we we're trying to find a good movie to watch and then we were like what if we watched a bad
2: movie
1: no did and
0: you watch so,
1: the <laughs> no because we've seen that before and that is truly bad but no um we both watched Cinderella 2021 for the first time.
2: Oh, for <laughs> the, the first time? Oh, I thought yeah. you watched it. No,
1: the Camila Cabello, Cinderella Oh movie. no. Girl, it was Ooh. awful. It was <laughs> so bad. Oh my God. It was so bad. It was like I mystifyingly you have- bad. <laughs> I, and this was supposed to be in theaters. This was a Sony movie that got sold to Amazon Prime because of the pandemic. Could you imagine if this came out? Imagine
2: like, if they would have. It would have oh, taken. Lord have oh mercy.
1: It was horrible. Like, I, I mm, this is why I didn't make my media moment because I would not be able to explain to you how we got to this. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, yikes. Were you going to say that Sunday morning rapture was almost your media moment?
2: No, Sunday. You-, <laughs> you guys, not almost my We, media we <laughs> brought
1: back our Christian movie night and we watched. A hol- See, this was a hilariously bad movie. It was called really Sunday Mind Rapture*. To the point where, where we
2: would like stop and we, I feel like we ran back parts of that movie at least like two or three times. We did, y'all. It's <laughs> it's, it's it's
1: like a seventy-five minute movie. About fifty-five minutes of it are just people talking slash. Screaming, it's it, so
2: much screaming! It, like,
1: like fifteen characters are introduced in little vignettes where they're just talking. And okay, we're like, when's the rapture going to happen? And then, literally, all of a sudden, it happens, and it was hysterical. Honestly, all the buildup was worth it because <laughs> it was <laughs> so funny. oh if, if you want to. Unfortunately, wanna... <laughs> Sunday what?
2: morning rapture was not almost my new moment.
1: Um, I was gonna say, if you want, again, if you want to laugh, besides Ariana Bo's thing, look up that movie on YouTube for free. It's on and YouTube for free. Watch the last twenty minutes. It's so funny.
2: It's chaotic. <laughs>
1: um,
2: but what was almost my media moment was the first book that I finished this year, which <gasps> I'm really proud of myself. It's normal people. Oh yeah,
1: we already talked about that kind of when you talked about the show.
2: Well, that's why I didn't make it my media moment oh, because yeah, I yeah, talked yeah. about the show already. But I finished the book. Wow. And I just wanted to give my quick little review. Oh. um, this I this is crazy, you guys, but this is probably the closest, like book to like visual media adaptation I have ever experienced. Mm-hmm. Like some like most of the dialogue from the TV show is pulled verbatim from the book. Um,
1: see, I almost think that's a little boring. Like I remember reading Gone Girl after I saw the movie, and I was like, This is literally what I just saw. (laughs) Well, maybe you have a different perspective. I feel like
2: when you, I feel like it's good when you read the book first and then you're like, oh, I'm dying to see what this looks like live action. And then you can see it live action. It feels more like there's more payoff. That's true. I, in this situation, I watched the show first and then read the book. And I actually will say, I think I like the show a little bit better because. And again, I feel like this attests to the actors, which is the reason why I watched the show in the first place was because I heard about the acting and the show was so good. I just like the way that the actors interpreted the characters better than the way that maybe like I interpreted the characters just through the book. Um also there's way more buildup in the show to the ending, whereas like here in the ending, it's like you read one part and then they skip to like, I don't know, however many months later, there's a lot of time jumps in this story, but they do the time jump. And then like, that's the end. Whereas like in the show, there was this beautiful montage like leading up to the end that I love. Like I've gone back to watch it once or twice because it's just, it like just pulls at that part of your heart that you're like, Oh, okay. This feels like this is comforting to watch. Um, But that's not really a thing in the book. So um yeah I think I like the show a little bit better actually and I don't know if I mentioned this but the show has a really good soundtrack I was listening to the soundtrack I think um, you did yeah last week or something like that but yeah I'm really proud of myself for finishing this book though because this is the first book I've been able to finish this year um I have another book that I'm like so close to finishing but the character is pissing me off I don't want to finish it because I already know what happens and I'm like oh I don't like it it's called you made a fool of death with your beauty oh
1: you talked about this too another sub media moment
2: (laughs) it was my media moment and I'm not I'm honestly I might not finish it I would like to to be able to like catch up because I wanted to read one book a month so if I finish that book before the end of the month I'll be at two but like you should just do it it could
1: surprise you but no like like, I
2: read I read the end like I know what's gonna happen
1: oh okay I skipped it (laughs) I was going to say, it's like how I invested all the time and energy into a little life and Jude was pissing me off. But then literally the last two pages brought it into focus for me. But I guess if you know the ending, then maybe that doesn't apply.
2: (laughs) Well, it just kind of sucks because I feel like this book came pretty highly recommended. I'm just like, I don't know. I don't (laughs) like it. I don't know. But I would like to finish it just to say I finished it. But I do have another book that I'm like dying to pick up. So I might just pick that
1: up instead. What book is that? Sub sub media moment.
2: Um, the third Bridgerton book because everybody says that that's their favorite, and so I'm like, okay, the fourth one was really good, but this one does seem like radically different from the other ones. So I'm like excited to read that one. It's like sitting right there, and I'm like, I want to start it.
1: Make that your March book. I
2: know, but it's hard. It's hard for me. I'm I'm a big character. no, no, no. I'm a big character person. So, like, if I'm not, if I don't feel like a, a pull towards like being with the characters, it's like, oh yeah.
1: I'm not gonna pick it up. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, and now I think we're okay. actually at the end. of
2: Yeah, this. we're done. We're done. Sorry. But that was
1: a fun little diversion. That was fun. Um. So yeah, I think I think we'll be talking to you next week. There's nothing keeping us from doing so. There's no Valentine's Day or anything. So, we'll be here.
2: We shall. I'm going to a protest next week, Tuesday.
1: Oh, work. Okay, have a good night. Have a good night.